Today, on a very special multi-guest episode of Content Minded, me, Ryan Stone, and Red Hawk attempt to solve the women question. Well, not just that. We also talk about the development of the manosphere, how various concepts have been incorporated into this loose amalgamation known as the Manosphere, and also a bit of Andrew Tate as well, which uh, I find quite funny. Join us for an amazing episode. As always, the spicier, uncensored version will be on Patreon. But please join us as we delve into the problems facing men, solutions, concepts that have become popularized by the Manosphere, and overall, what it means to exist in our current age, but to look at it with open and fresh eyes without resentment, which is very important. But, uh, today I'm here, um, very... Uh, well, we've been meaning to do this for a while now, to have an explicit uh, stream. Uh, well, not just about the Manosphere, but also other issues will, that are inevitably going to come up. But I'm here, uh, two very special people, uh, Ryan Stone and Red Hawk. Both of you are. Um, well, we'll get we'll get to even the term Manosphere because I know Ryan, you because <laughs> watching your content, you have a problem with that term. Uh, but we'll we'll get to that. We'll get to that. But uh, just, I guess, for my audience, general introductions. Um, so who shall go for it? Ryan, you, you go first. You go first. Because we, we've been like talking to each other for, for a little bit now. Yeah, on, honestly, on, uh, just another Canadian for the most part. Like art, yeah, so what the heck? Yeah. No, uh, the go. whole thing was just from, I kind of came here by accident on the internet. Before this, I was working information security, a nice corporate job. Prior to that, I was in the military. And then... Mm. You know, happenstance, the perfect timing for layoffs, having a nice little two-year nest egg, I decided to write a book and then ended up here because I had a kind of interest in it because I started doing, like, pickup in the 20s when I was in the military. Nice. Mostly because, like, I had sailed 189 days of the year. So if I didn't learn then, I just wasn't dating. And then it kind of carried over into the red pill thing and mostly just, like, little hobbyist stuff. And then, you know, ended up talking with Rolo Tomasi, who's kind of, like, one of the bigger names in there. And here we are. To be fair, the only gimmick I have when it comes to YouTube is I'm pretty good at dealing with a lot of the stuff that comes up for guys when it comes to sex and relationships. Most of it's based on the work of Dr. Robert Gover, Dr. Manuel Smith, and Rolo Tomasi. It's kind of a mix of Evo Psych, uh, Psychiatry, and Pickup. And that's what generally what the red pill is. Yeah, is, yeah. Is that the easy enough explanation? Or that's pretty easy, Or do we go to like yeah. childhood or something? <laughs> we'll get to that, but... I noticed that among, like, I guess, well, the quote-unquote manosphere proper, I noticed that you, you have much more of a, I don't want to use the term self-help. That's kind of like not the, uh, that's not, that's that's a dirty word. That's for a lot of word nowadays. But you have much more of a an easy, an ease of approach to your content. There isn't like an explicit, like, 
grift or a confidence salesman or it's you don't have a program i don't know what is the ryan stone 12 step 13 step no i know what you're saying there's a certain marketing funnel and they've all basically stolen it from the likes of uh tucker max and cernovich who got it from ryan holiday back in the 2000s that's right everybody now runs their tofu mofu uh bofu funnels (laughs) but yeah i wasn't here for marketing like i didn't think that this space online is the way to wealth and fortune because I'm I can earn good money outside of it. I had a job. For me, it was just having an interest in this stuff, man. I enjoyed it. It worked well for me. And this is like a take a penny, leave a penny jar. And I'll use a little bit of marketing, but only because if nobody looks at your stuff, then when you know you're wasting your time just yelling into the void, right? Exactly. And we've well, we've all spent our time in the trenches yelling into the void. So <laughs> but uh next, Red Hawk, you, my friend. Tell us a bit about yourself, how you got here. Um, you, you usually, you're part of, what would you say, the academic agent crew? Yeah, yeah. I definitely got my, um, like, internet start in the last, um, you know, uh, 14, 16 months or so. And I've been, like, um, loosely associated with, like, dissident rights circles for, you know, two or three years before that. And basically, I got my start on uh, academic agent's channel when he did a stream tackling the woman question it was basically on all a bunch of like the wignat like uh you know uh radfem uh you know stuff in the right wing spaces and then i just messaged him on twitter and i was like hey you know i think uh, you're missing some stuff here and then he had me on and that's basically uh where it went from there but i basically came into you know uh manosphere red pill stuff whatever you want to call it um basically like kind of by accident as well um, I was just, you know, a typical, you know, dork in high school and then same thing in college. And then I had a college roommate who was you know, pretty good at picking up chicks. And basically I had a girl I was really crushing on and I let her live with me for like two and a half, three years. And then I told her, oh, uh, I really like you. And then just completely fell apart and blew up in my face. And that's when I was like, OK, what the hell am I doing wrong here? And so I ended up learning from my buddy and uh t- picking up different skills and stuff for like four or five years and then eventually a role tomasi book uh came in front of me and at that point that really like connected a bunch of things together for me because you know the way i described it to my buddies is like i was basically like shooting guns for a long time without knowing the inner mechanics of like how a firearm works and then like when i picked up the book i was like oh okay so this is why a lot of stuff like actually works now i know that when a firing pin strikes a primer lights the black powder fires a cartridge you know and that's basically where I am now. Yeah, yeah, and but but I wonder though. I think the start with the general question for both of you. Um, to me, it seems very kind of alien um, the sort of systematization of human interaction that the because well the political divide you do mention that Red Hawk because like, on Twitter for a while there's like the weirdo discourse between like very like you know the typical like far right misogyny like extreme mm-hmm. woman hatred, but the other side being like weirdo, racist, hyperborean feminist, I would say, <laughs> you know, like- The heck that, space that I ended up yeah, in. Yeah, it was, very, it was a very weird time. You know, the yeah. Rad Fandler crowd and stuff like that. Yeah, well, we have to censor out the uh, the H part, the, the Austrian P. Rad Fem Austrian P. Yeah. I want her on the show. I could get her on the show actually, but it's, it would be too country. I'd have to clear it with a bunch of people and well, you know. Oh dude, you'd love it. She <laughs> hates me. Hates me with a passion. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think it's hilarious. I've never seen somebody so passionate about like hating coffee dates as that woman. Oh my but god. Whatever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's, that's the thing. <laughs> You're offending what? me, sir. This is ridiculous. I'm like, okay. <laughs> what do you want from me? <laughs> 
How many dates out. of girls have you been on? And then she just continued to call me an a, 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 a jerk. <laughs> I, there's, I, there's a terms of service term. The jerk. Oh, dork. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was, uh, the, the one thing that set me off was when she was talking about how, like, the, the ethereal, lathe, twinkie young man is, like, the height of beauty. And I'm like, what the heck is she... And I'm like, I'm totally not that. I'm like, I'm like, Radham, you know you're offending me deeply right now. I'm like the total opposite. Um, yeah. But yeah, so let's, maybe that could be a good intro because I do want to get to like the role of Tomasi and like the Minosphere and what happened as a whole. I know Red Hawk, you have a, you've watched my video, my seminal video on it, uh, live stream. And uh, I, and I think like, uh, and I do want to get to Ryan, your specific sort of take on relationships as well. Because I do feel like, like when I watch your content, I don't mm -hmm. see like, oh, here's like here's like the, the 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 dry erase board, and here's like the system of how to like you know maintain frame. How like this oh. is um this is like a nine to a six, whatever, right? You haven't seen spreadsheet, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's it's very practical, like how to maintain a relation. Because I think like that was an issue. I remember even reading back in like the Return of Kings days. The issue was like. Okay, I locked down a woman. Now what am I gonna do? Like that's that's always like, well, like it never stops. I think that's what well, black. It's not is. even that it never stops. That's like a weird way of framing it. Okay, here's there's a whole bunch yeah. of things, but I'll try to make it as succinct as possible. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there's a lot of failed parenting strategies. Most of us are from broken homes, so we mm -hmm. are raised by women, which causes certain issues with our development that ends up costing us in the future. There's articles like Promise Keepers or. Uh, the nice guys, hence why Glover, I would say, is kind of like the fundamental work. Yeah. So when the Return of Kings guys were doing pickup and hitting on girls, it was great. You turn it on for like four hours and you hit on your girl and you sleep with your girl and then you go back to your normal life. But then when you get into a relationship, she sees you 24-7, 365, sees all your bad habits, all your good habits, all those things you can't hide, putting a veneer of it. So you have to fake it till you make it. Now you have to make it. And then it turns out the things that were unattractive are actually costing us in our relationship. So validation seeking nice guy behavior ends up making a girl, you know, lose her attraction for you. And then she does some right. weird stuff and, you know, divorces you and takes the kids and you know the meme. And then a lot of guys are just took the same approach. Okay, how the heck did this happen? And in the same way, mystery in the 2000s went, all right, let's break it down. Let's go see what's successful, itemize it, make it systematic and, you know, try and see what works. And they did the same approach, the scientific method, essentially, to relationships. And that's <laughs> yeah. when all this stuff kind of got rolling. And it was never a very rigorous process. It was or it was a rigorous process, but it wasn't very um, uh, systematized. Yeah, well, it's missing. Oh, no, it's missing the rigor, but it has the replication. That's what I was struggling to say yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. So essentially just like 500 guys, then 1,000 guys, then 10,000 guys, then 100,000 guys just kind of put their collective's heads together. And eventually five or six guys would notice they're having the exact same problem. One of them did something that big better than the others. And then they kind of wrap a theory around that. And you make a post, try and make it confrontational and somewhat misogynist because then a feminist rag will pick it up and they yell at the men and then guys are like just you know the rubberneck effect oh i gotta see how bad this is and then you go and read it you're like this isn't actually bad i've had this happen to me and you just repeat that five thousand times and you end up with like a, a codified collection of of information so it was and it, a lot of it yeah. was hard tested on the ground in other words it, the good stuff is that's the problem like when you say you see me different than a lot of like the marketing types on here there's a specific reason 
And that's because I'm essentially just replicating or like bringing that stuff that came from, you know, blogs and subreddits and small YouTube channels that were practicing stuff. And I'm just showing you guys what's happened over the last 10 years. It has to be replicated or it's just useless. You can tell somebody what your values are, but if your values end up having your wife leave you, then what good are they? Yeah. So you kind of keep it. Yeah. So you just focus on what works. Yeah, if your values got you here, then what was the point of them? The the anti-sugar yeah. quote. Um, but it it was interesting. So, I noticed that there was, and I want to get Red Hawk's take on this as well. Um, I, mm. I noticed that there was like sort of the amplification, and I think like Roosh in particular, he knew because he was more, I would say he was more politically aware than a lot of other ones. He knew that like if you got like the Dave Futrells of the world and like those like type of people in Jezebel to amplify what you were doing that that has this weird match wave effect of like most guys would be interested or they would see their girlfriends freaking out about this subsection of men that are, you know, having these dangerous problematic ideas. But then of course there was like genuine people that were trying to provoke and had a lot of, uh, a lot of writing on Well, I'm Return of Kings particular was like, you know, inflammatory, but, <laughs> but so, yeah, but I wonder like, was it really the media reaction that did in the manosphere or was it that the content itself could only get you so far? Or was it generally from a place of bitterness and hatred? And or, or but or maybe perhaps that was just like a, a later caricature where like, for example, the incel got equated with the manosphere. Like, I, I wonder, like, on the ground at that time, what was developing, you know? Mm. Well, me, yeah, Red well, Hawk, I- you want to take that too? Yeah, go ahead. Well, I mean, I definitely think it's a part of everything. I mean, um, Ryan's going to have more to say on this than uh, me because he's been around in these spaces way longer than I have. But, I mean... <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> he's an old hat. Yeah. I, I, I mean, uh, point of all respect, I mean, I loved your book like that. And, like, you know, I mean, and your channel's like that I go to when, I, when I'm up with certain stuff, you know, still. So, you know, it's kind of like, it, it's interesting seeing like, uh, yeah. you know, uh, different generations here. But anyway, like... Yeah, it's a little bit of everything. I mean, obviously, like, egos get involved and people want to break into the mainstream and they want to make some money off of stuff like this. And then also on, you know, people want to be inflammatory. And then, you know, of course, like, media gets involved with stuff and misrepresents things and paints all the guys as, you know, Elliot Rodgers and Chad, you know. So, of of course, everything's going to, you know, eventually fall apart. And then, of course, you know, guys being, you know, naturally, you know, hierarchical and stuff like that. You know, you get a bunch of dudes in the same room and obviously, you know, there's going to be issues at some point. Yeah, and but, but like, cause, cause Ryan, you were there, you were there for like the very, not the very beginning, but like, cause like, what is the very beginning? The very beginning, you could say is like the. What well, was that actually, one? the very beginning, you would say is probably like uh, the jet setter playboy culture of like the nineteen seventies, the leisure yes. suit lifestyle stuff. It all has yeah. been kind of because guys have been wanting to get laid, and you know, get money since the beginning of time. So it's nothing new. The only difference was the internet. And then Mystery did his alt.fast.seduction, and then that split off to, like, so suave and that. It's kind of like there's no real way to pinpoint things. But to closer answer your question, the Manosphere was never a thing. It's still Mm -hmm. not a thing. The term came out in, and I might get the numbers sort of wrong, but the general gist is right. 2012, and I think it was Jezebel. The idea is that at the time, everything was the blogosphere. If you had a blog, it was a blogosphere. But then there was a couple guys that they wanted to slander, so they started linking them together with George Sedini, Elliot Roger, and that. And the only yeah. way they could do that was turning men into a collective, hence 
the manosphere. So it was strictly used as a pejorative to slander any guy. Like you could be a guy talking about fixing cars online and you were technically the manosphere and exactly the same as Elliot Rock. So it was like very good from a marketing standpoint because, you know, the angry feminist type loved seeing, you know, that sounds like my ex-husband. Let's yell at all of them. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, well, it's true. The awful truly does drive political discourse in that regard. Yeah, and then yeah. that created a whole media empire. And I talked before about Ryan Holiday. He's got a great book where he describes how he did it. Uh, Trust me, I'm not lying. Uh, Confessions of a Media Manipulator. And that's when he got Tucker Max in there. What he did is put, like, a sign for Tucker Max's new book. But then he got a couple of his buddies to, like, you know, deface it. And then said, oh, my God, the feminist did it. He gave this little news report oh, out man. to a bunch of blogs around the area. And then the blogs would report on it because, you know, it's free content. It's hard to write all the time. And then bigger blogs like Perez Hilton would pick up on it. And oh, then yes, from there, time, yeah. yeah, but he had like a little bit more clout. So he had to like, oh, my sources are these three different blogs. Blogs just grabbed whatever. They didn't care. And then he grabs it, but they're a slight source of credibility. And then news starts picking it up media sources and they start referencing Perez plus a whole bunch of other blogs and then it and they discovered that there was this great media manipulation where everybody lies and makes things up out of thin air and then the lower tiers of this media empire and media funnel uh add a level of like pomp and circumstance to the higher levels i'm trying yes. to think of the right word yeah. but i'm stumbling right now and so yeah they just leaned in on it and that's why you see roosh kind of like going full clown show that's why you see cernovich leaning into that stuff jack murphy another guy from that time oh yes uh, roosh oh, yeah, yep. yeah Royce, rollo those are like the three <laughs> manosphere guys red pill stuff came 2008 and it was trying to get separate from that stuff a guy hey keone galt started noticing that pickup and red like red pill was about all my pickup skills kind of work in the job and with my wife and that's where it kind of branched off but yeah it's weird because your question is hard to answer because it's based on so many faulty axioms that have right. been built by like a falsified media narrative right so manuscript never existed men are not a collective that's another reason why it can't exist people some people were on like the reddits for example the married red pill and the red pill they just wanted you know validation from the audience there's this guy glow he loved it that's all he ever said yeah, he wanted glow. to do he wanted to be the most popular guy there his big brag was he'd write reddit posts that did really well once a month and you put him with guys like uh rule zero dad a regular on my channel who's he was just having like a down and out situation with him and his wife you know same as me with mine and then we wanted to find a way through it found a bunch of guys who had similar problems worked through the stuff figured it out and then you know started spreading it on to other guys just swapping notes about what we did so throughout yeah. all of this thing yeah when you when you hear people give those pointed questions it's just it's hard unless you understand that men are individuals that have their own individual aims and then sometimes we align just well enough to to write something down that's somewhat useful but yeah there's 80 percent 90 percent garbage out there people just want attention or money or they just want to lie because they hate their lives at home. And it's it's damn tragic. It really is. Yeah, no, that's perfect. Because I think that the genealogy of, quote unquote, the manosphere is really interesting. Um, I was sort of around at that time. Uh, hey, have you ever read or... Ian Ironwood's book, Manosphere, by the way? I think I've heard of it. Yeah, I've heard of it. Give it a check. It's actually it probably the best history of, like, the manosphere, or, you know, the manosphere that's out there, too. So it's, you know, for the listeners, something for you guys to pick up on. Yeah, 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 that's great. Um, But but I wonder, though, like, how the genealogy of the red pill happened. Like, how did they... 
I wonder, like, who is the first, like, the patient zero to, like, oh, take Keone it. Galt. No, Keone but did he Galt, take Hawaiian from... Libertarian, 2008. He wrote okay, Game okay. is Red Pill. He was a pickup arguing with MRAs and uh, Big Tows over relationships, like, the milk, the juice isn't worth the squeeze, and he came up with the emasculation mm. paradox and made that reference. There were sort of references beforehand, but this is the first time it got codified. And then... The big people that kind of moved it forward were the old married guys. So that's where you got Dal Rock, Ian Ironwood. Um, oh, Angry Apple Harry K. was one of them. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, private Harry. man. Well, I guess he was divorced. And then you had Roosh, Royce, and Rolo. And those yeah. three kind of yeah. made it where it is today. You know, Chateau Artiste, The Return of Kings, yep. and then yep. Rational Male. Yeah. And, and, and then all from of, there. All of them having like Oh, yeah. That was the thing. From there, there was. Paths. I'm sorry. I keep cutting you off because there's no, like no a problem, few more no things. Problem. Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. I keep Eventually, this guy, PK Atheist, who has since been outed and doxxed by. Uh, what's that stupid feminist rag again? And it doesn't matter. As Richard Richard Fisher, I think it was. Or Robert Fisher. Oh, Who was yes, like a. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Republican back in the day. He created the subreddit because he didn't like how. If you didn't have a blog, where was a place you could swap notes? They tried it there, but the seduction subreddit wasn't very good because they were bad. The MRAs were bad. The MGTOWs were bad. He's like, let's just make a red pill space. And then that started doing well on its own. And then this other guy who went by the name Osolos said, it's great, but your guys' answer for everything is just to leave the leave the chick. I got a wife and two kids. That doesn't work for me. <laughs> so let's see if we can find some strategies before we have to leave and upend our lives. And that's when he created the married red pill. So those are like... Mm the big thrusts of all the different communities. Yeah, yeah, no, but that's good. Because I was going to say, now that you mentioned he was libertarian, I wonder if he did get that ostensibly from Moldbug, Curtis Yarvin, who claims to have invented that term red pill that took it from Wachowski uh, sisters. Uh, quote oh, yeah. unquote. everybody claims it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but no, because a lot of these disparate groups... I remember back in the day, we all like they all hated each other. Like the MRAs, they still do. They still do. Yeah, they still do. Like the MRAs hated the Puas. A lot of like the MRAs, they later would um, become like, like for example, I know like uh, who is the one guy, the the organization, um, a Voice for Men. What's oh, uh, oh, what the heck's his name? Yeah, Trump broke idiot. his brain. Uh, Elam, Paul Elam, Paul Elam. Yeah, that yeah. guy. Yeah, oh man. Like a lot of those guys, they became kind of like sussy in terms of their politics. But then there were other ones who were like more to political right, such as Chateau, Chateau Autiste. And, uh, yeah. and, uh, I and don't know if that was Rouge, him though, because it was like right around the time that he got doxxed by that Lady Rain chick. And yeah. then the yeah, rumor yeah. was he sold his blog to like three other writers. Yeah. yeah. That's when all the mud sharking started showing up. And I was like, ugh. Yeah, know, it, was, it was kind of... That's where he kind of lost me for obvious reasons. And then they took... I think you can find the archive, but I think they took it down. Um, WordPress. So that... It was like burning the Library of Alexandria in terms of the Red... Mm -hmm. but, uh, but Red Hawk, um, so you you obviously were exposed to this as well. Um, so mm -hmm. what is your take on like... Because I, I know like to this day, I mean, in terms of the quote-unquote manosphere proper, uh, but like, you know, denying that term even exists... I know I, it seems like the the program, the like the post pickup artist stuff seems to be like on the mainstream because everyone else essentially turned the political right. I mean I don't know what the MRAs are doing nowadays. I've lost track. Uh, but it seems like a lot of those like for Roosh for example his orthodox turn. Uh, but yeah. but where do you find yourself? I mean you're someone of the political right and you're someone who does like have a a great readership and respect for like a lot of the quote unquote red pill knowledge and uh, Rolo in particular. Um, although I don't know, I mean, 
I haven't read Rolo's book. Maybe I should. Um, I know he doesn't like my one friend, Gonzalo Lira, but that's, you know, that's, we'll, we'll get to that. Um, oh, Red, oh, Coach Red Pill. Yeah, Coach Red yeah. Pill. Um, I know, well, Ryan, you know what I couldn't believe is that I recently watched the Turkey Tom documentary on Andrew Tate. Andrew Tate like despises you. What happened with that? Before we get to Red, I'm sorry to cut you off, Red, but you, you got to tell me. What happened? No, it's, with, it, <laughs> I know just, just no, it's this good. drama. It's good because this is this stuff is uh, hilarious. I love Red. Yeah. Like, I mean, if you want me to paywall it, if it's like embarrassing that, so. and people are going to come out. Oh, it's not. I mean, it's oh. embarrassing, but not yeah. like that kind of embarrassing. It's more like, I can't believe I'm telling you this story because it even <laughs> exists embarrassing. Not like it's physically embarrassing. He came sure. onto the pot. Like, we were... Doing our podcast, Rule Zero. The idea is it's always about sexual strategy for men, positive male identity. And we were kind of branching out, talk to other people who are around, see if anybody's a good fit, maybe invite them on, be a guy on the show and host on yours. And I think it was Tristan, not Andrew, that showed up. I always find it funny, by the way. You notice everybody just calls them Tate like they're one guy? (laughs) I don't know why, but I just find that funny. Um, They came on and he was talking about his his porn stuff and his cam whoring and... uh, which was, I'm like, okay, fine. It's kind of cool. The guy's a bit of a degenerate, kind of a low-key criminal. And, but, you know, that's no skin off my back to talk to the guy. Seems perfectly normal. He knows how to hit on girls. He, great. And then he uh, started pushing, like, for a bunch of us to sell courses of his and stuff. Like, oh, I want to see it first. And he's like, no, no, no. Oh, then okay, yeah. one of his one of his cohorts, this guy, Joe Lampton. It's like weird Slavic version of him, like mini-me to Dr. Evil starts like photoshopping me recommending his stuff so i got kind of choked there and then tate started using pictures of like me to hustle on his stuff and every time that stuff would come up my inbox would fill up with like 30 40 people who went on to his old forex course basically saying how they got scammed out of money or any course he had and people were sending me like mounds of evidence and i'm like geez and then the more i start finding out the more i kind of get vibes of my childhood where I know my stepdad used to chop for the Hells Angels. He mm-hmm. had a bit of a criminal past going on there and a lot of murderers around the house when I was a kid. So I like, I don't find crime to be cool anymore. I mean, I don't like gangster, like, you know, gangster rappers. Like, no, no, no. I'm just like, I've been there, done that. I don't like it. And so every time he would like talk smack at me to sell his brand, I would just bring up all of this scammy stuff he's done that's borderline illegal. Oh, his SEC God. violations with the Dubai stock market and all this stuff. and. Uh, he's hated me ever since because I don't buy into the kayfabe of like champion kickboxer, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, he's just a low key criminal talking a bunch of trash like a WWE promo. Yeah. Yeah. He he, can, he has a lot of great pipe bombs, I noticed. Uh, but uh, it is it is great content, though, when someone at that level, um, like he hates you specific. It, it sometimes. <laughs> It can bring good content, you know. Um, but anyways, uh, uh, so <laughs> Red Hawk, uh, you've been. Why sat- does Tate hate you, Red Hawk? Yeah, what that's what we need to know. We've we, we've had zero interaction, you know. Uh, oh, you lucky man, you. Yeah, yeah, apparently. <laughs> oh man. Oh, uh, but. <laughs> But didn't it like just come out like uh, yesterday or something? He's getting like uh, ten billion views like uh, on TikTok, like a week or something like that. Like the the guy's everywhere right now. Yeah. And, yeah. Well, that's so. his scheme. Yeah, yeah, yeah. His hustlers university. The guys pay fifty bucks a month. They go in there and he tells them ways to make a bunch of money, which involve them making content. That's why if you notice on TikTok, every third scroll is like Tate awareness or some random Tate account. That's his people at Hustler University. They're making TikTok accounts. He gives them the content. He puts it on there, and they get affiliate payments for it so they maybe make 25 a month after selling after buying 50 dollars a month 
Oh my God. So it's like and the machine they, they, yeah, that perpetuates if, itself. Exactly. Yeah. And then anybody <laughs> underneath him with those channels that gets him to sign on to Hustlers University, they get half of that. And the guy below them get half of that. It's a pyramid scheme. Oh my no. God. But it's that's a all it is. like thing. But that's what I mean. Like, like that. I think like when people look at like the contemporary, like, you know, discourse around pickup artistry or mass, oh, I yeah. guess let's, let's say, okay, let's not that say. That is what they see granted. <laughs> yeah, no, but, but let's not say explicitly just like quote unquote pickup artistry. Let's call them, um, masculinity influencers. That could, oh boy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like that. To I'm me, stealing this stuff, man. I'm making an ad out of it. This is gold. Yeah. <laughs> Great. Um, but, but it, oh. like the masculinity expert thing, I noticed that it's an off branch of it, but it seems to be like in vogue nowadays. Like that's yeah, especially on Twitter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but Red Hawk, like you go into this because you talk a lot about, um, like like the content of Manosphere, and I, but I wanted to get your take on like we were talking about the history of it. But also, like, the masculinity expert thing. I mean, I know, like, historically, there was a precedent for it. I know, like, for example, Jack Donovan in his books, and uh, even before mm. him, there was a bunch of them. But now it seems like it's its own thing, and there's a lot of, like, multi-level stuff going on, and there's, like, a lot of, uh, like, uh, like, I think... It, like but like Ryan you said it's almost like back in the day with wine ants you get these multi-level scams going like in terms of beauty products or yeah. some kind of consumerism but now it's almost like men are being preyed upon in a similar direction as if they're defective women <laughs> oh, there you yeah go. yeah very good point yeah so go yeah. ahead red hot go ahead go ahead Floor, yeah yeah so, well like you were mentioning as well like a bunch of like crossover areas and you know like there's crossovers with like you know dissonant right people in like you know um i guess you call it like baps sphere of influence mm. and stuff like that and then you know the masculinity accounts you know like the semen retention people and all this stuff on uh <laughs> twitter as well it's it, it really is just an absolute complete dumpster fire and, you know, I, I was actually having a conversation with one of my buddies about this uh, recently. Uh, I think I, it would be impossible for us to do, but it would really, um, you know, make the sphere, whatever the hell you want to call it, like such a better place if a requirement to like uh, watch any guy's video or anything like that in the sphere before people go blabbing off their mouths would be like, you have to go and do like one approach and then you can watch one video from somebody's account or something like that. <laughs> it's completely impossible. It would ne absolutely never happen. There's yeah. absolutely no way. But I mean, Ryan, I'm sure you could definitely confirm this, but you know, there's just so many guys out there that, you know, uh, red pill masturbators as it were, just like, just sucking all, every last bit of information, but have never actually gone outside to use oh, any of this of kind of stuff. Yeah, percent of them. Yeah, yeah. Well, it, it doesn't do you anything to just like uh, take in all the information and stuff like that without actually doing it because like uh, it's almost becomes analysis paralysis to some extent. Like um, I was thinking about this when I was reading your book, Ryan. Like it, it's a great book, by the way. But thank you. Uh, it would. Um, it, I don't really think it would work very well for like a guy who's just starting out because you know it's almost like. <sighs> It's almost like you're like PhD, like red pill kind of stuff. And like, I think almost like guys need like, like college level stuff before like actually reading your stuff. Because like, I feel like a, a new guy just picking up your book, you know, be like, oh, uh, I don't know about this. You know, like it, it really helps if you have like the experience because it actually puts. Oh, well, yeah. It's not meant as like pick up a red pill. Oh, no, it's, it's not. Of, it's yeah. not. Yeah. PhD, though. I'm just thinking of like chapter like head over heels for Rose. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> or the first chapter where I forgot there was a girl I slept with until she's like, don't you remember me? And I was it's like, yeah, it's very academic. <laughs> yeah, I, I loved how it was written, though. Oh, it was like a field report and then like two chapters like dissecting it afterwards, leading yeah. into, you know, any kind of like, um, 
you know, uh, philosophy I or from whatever it. you want to say. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. But but that's what my friend, um, well, a mutual friend of ours, Red Hawk, but I don't know if he'd, he'd be comfortable with me saying it, um, his name in terms of this, but like he read Rollo Tomasi's book. Well, what's it called? The Rational, was it The Rational Male? Is that what Rational Male, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got five now. Yeah, yeah and, and he said like what sets him apart from a lot of the like systematizers and the autistes in these spaces is that it very much was a practical like okay here's what you do like you have to you actually like in other words you actually have to have a personality to begin with to approach women like that's a must if you're like starting off as a neurodivergent second work so he very much was very like and, and mike cernovich too mike cernovich uh yes red hawk this is the person we we're talking about um so mike cernovich as well with the gorilla mindset it's like here's what you do like this is how you approach like it's not always going to work but it's like it, it doesn't give you a fail-safe yeah. system. It's more of like... No, it's being, a Band-Aid. Exactly. It's more of like yeah. being comfortable with the sort of externalities of human interaction to begin with. And I think that's why you know, Rolo became very prominent is because he gave you... And and so I, I wonder if like that would be a healthier approach to it than creating an elaborate system which leads to a program that you have to buy into that is filled with like the secrets. Because what like what is the essence of a lot of the red pill information. Is it just being confident? Is it just the way you approach? Is it just like the the way you carry yourself? Like what is the absolute no, like but, Archimedes? Well, there's well, like, oh, sorry, it depends, yeah, well, it depends on what you mean by like a uh, uh, red pill stuff. If you're referring to like the sludge that is most of what's going on right now, then obviously- Well, not, I don't mean like, the political it, red pill. I mean like specifically it, the pickup artistry. Yeah yeah. yeah. yeah, well, the actual stuff that's like actually like actionable, that's actually going to help you, is establishing what you want from your own life and how to be attractive and how not to be unattractive is essentially what it is. Right. And you know, just like a you know step by step uh, process isn't necessarily going to work for every single guy because you know we've got guys all around the world that are reading the material. So somebody in you know India is going to have a much different experience than somebody in London than somebody in right. DC than somebody in Mississippi or something like that. So I mean, the most important part is actually figuring out what you want with your own life and then grafting that onto what you want from it and taking control. And would you agree, Ryan? Or, uh, yeah, I mean, I love how you had to mention the, India, by the way. <laughs> well, well, yeah, well, they, they got their own issues over there. Yeah, know? no, it's perfectly good. Like Rolo, his big thing was just, he took pickup artist stuff and he meshed it with evolutionary psychology, which mm -hmm. I'm not mistaken has a bachelor's for, and yes. they have a bunch of their own stuff. And so his, but everybody had like a piece of the puzzle. It's just a toolbox. It's praxeology. Right, right. Everybody, right. here's, if, like, it's always about, and I guess the best way I've had it described, Red Hawks is the best, by the way. That's about as succinct as you could put it. Uh, my PhD academic one, though, <laughs> is everything is a hypothetical imperative when everybody is talking about categorical imperatives. And if you don't know what that is, categorical imperatives are like what a Christian would do. This makes you good. This makes you yeah. godly. This makes you bad. This is evil. This is wrong. Feminists the thing, say the same the thing. thing. In itself from manual yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. So hypothetical is like if you want X, then then Y will help you get there. It's never a, it's never like for sure, but you know if you need X, then do Y. So the whole point was separating it from all these value systems. That's why like nobody in the traditional conservative space likes red pill because like you guys are a bunch of immoral freaks. We're like, no, leave your morality at the door. Learn what you need to learn here. Your morality is yours. And by you blabbing about it, you're losing sight of like the practical stuff here. You'll get, mm -hmm. there's a lot of topics that really don't survive the values test, but are really nice to know. Like, you know, how to handle if a girl is got baby rabies and you knock her up, that kind of stuff. 
some things get a little cross in the line, but everybody's like, you know, going to jail is never going to get you a good sexual strategy. So that illegal stuff's not good. <laughs> yeah. Past but yeah, so yeah, and it's always about <laughs> what do you want? Like you said, and that's like a concept called frame. It's like having a cohesive worldview. And the difference I find from Red Pill and any other like a system is that nobody defines your worldview for you. You have to define it yourself. Now, Rolo's advantage is he's got a very 10 foot level of the, what he calls the sexual marketplace, how men and women get together from a evolutionary level and how this applies to the modern, you know, modern world. So guys can see that. And then from that synthesize their own worldview that works for them, builds up their own values that benefit their lives. Uh, Manuel Smith is a lot of like getting rid of the stupid stuff that your mom threw in your head as a kid. You know, she hated your dad. So she bitched to you about him. So you're like, I'm never going to be like that guy forgetting that that guy knocked up your mom. So clearly he knew how to get her. <laughs> and the girls that don't like you now, it's probably because you're acting like that somebody else other than that guy. But yeah, it's all just tools, a praxis. So if this, if you want a wife and kids, then yeah, married red pills probably for you to teach you skills going through a relationship or a marriage. It just sleeping with chicks is all you want, then yeah, a lot of the pickup stuff is useful for you. But if you don't need it, then don't use it. Yeah, I think, and also Rolla, if I recall correctly, did he not read um, that one essay by F. Roger Devlin, what was it called? Uh, Sexual Utopian Power, about how- Oh, like, that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What was your thoughts on that one? I mean, both. I know both of you have a familiarity with it, but- Well, I was talking with Whisper, one of the the main guys from the Red Pill subreddit about it, and it's it didn't make any sense why it was in the Red Pill as the sidebar, like a codified reading. And he's like, I don't even know myself. It really just reads like somebody's revenge, traditional conservative revenge fantasy. You know, if all these thoughts keep thoughts, it's going to be just like the mouse experiment. And it's like there's nothing practical for it. But it's really good at attracting if you're angry, like, you know, your ex-wife takes the kids and leaves you and or that girlfriend dumps you and you're like, you know, Elliot Rubble angry. <laughs> yeah, the stuff like this appeals to you, which is great because once you're in with the red pill, here's the anger stuff. Here's why you're supposed to be angry. It's a normal human emotion. Now that you're angry, here's some things you can do based on the goals you may or may not want. And then hopefully a guy comes out the other end with, you know, I was angry and it got my ass to the gym and now I'm just like a better guy and I don't get mad at women because they're just going to be like women. And I stopped thinking of them like they're men with boobs attached. Right. Exactly. Yeah. I think you know, but, I yeah. this discussion with people about where it's like to be disappointed on, you know, oh, how come women don't think like men? How come they can't be like rationalists <laughs> like us? It's like that's not the if you truly believe it's not how they're built. In, yeah, if yeah, you truly exactly. believe in like a conservative essentialism, I think like you would admire that women do have a separate nature and that that's integral. Um, but but Red Hawk, you, do you have similar criticisms? But you're more sympathetic towards well, the more, my, like explicitly right wing. Yeah. Well, yeah. The, I mean, probably. I mean, if anyone follows my Twitter, I pretty much am getting in arguments with a lot of like the tradcon characters all the time because. Oh, that's true. I mean, it is it is yeah. the circles I swim in. You know, like so many people in the dissident right. You know, uh, oh, we got to go and save the West and everything like that. And right, right. I, like, I agree. Like on a you know, uh, principle level. However, I just understand the state of the world at play. And for all the flack that, you know, people like uh, Jordan Peterson get, uh, he was right about one thing, like focus on yourself before going out and changing the world. You know, like um, so much of like the 
uh, I mean, I don't know, do I want to say uh, um, the like <laughs> ca- like the Catholic integralists? You know, there are so often like nineteen-year-old uh, guys. They who, fit you know, guess. Would, yeah, <laughs> yeah, who have who have like never even like gone like approached a chick before, and then they're uh, spouting out on Twitter about how everybody else is immoral for you know wanting to go talk to women, and I, I, that kind of stuff just really infuriates me because like it's just like oh, uh, you know, you guys are the completely immoral people, and you're causing the problems, and you're doing everything. It's like, dude like listen man i came from a divorced home i'm just trying to navigate through this hellscape man like <laughs> let me have my fun you know? yeah yeah no but I love those guys yeah dude that's yeah, like what you're in thing. that's the worst thing ever is people who don't have sex being in the conversation about sex because they just ruin it all that's how you get that oh, Rivolino should, green line nonsense right oh my now. god <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I should stop this conversation right now i'm not qualified for uh talking about sex but <laughs> oh come now come now well well you know i mean i'm sympathetic to the trads of course but i think that it is true i mean i can't fault people for i i think like it's yeah you a lot of it is sort of the frustrations of young men who are inexperienced and i feel that you can't really fault people especially like you were saying that come from broken homes that i mean let's face it from the time you're very young I mean, I, I, I mean, it started with us millennials. I'm going to be, I'm going to be fair. Yeah. We came from broken homes. Yeah. Like, yeah. Any, is anybody here from a not broken home? Well, I'm from a not broken home, but what I mean is, I think oh, that women. Oh, fancy. Yeah. Well, well that's free. more yeah. of the Italian uh, thing, but, uh, <laughs> but, mm-hmm. but I think like from the time that we're young, especially us millennials, it seems that women are very integral, and this isn't slagging women, of of course, but it, it seems that. We're disproportionately from our kindergarten teacher all the way up. Like, I think the first male teacher I've ever had was in grade eight. That was like the first yeah. time. And I think like that's informative of, especially nowadays. I mean, I can't imagine what a Zoomer is like growing up in school now with the way things Dude, are. Dude, they have it so yeah. brutal. You have no yeah. idea. You've yeah. hit upon exactly why like the nice guy behavior is bad because this oh, is what happens. No. Yeah. Your developmental stage, right? As a kid, you have an instinct that being abandoned is like life or death, fight or flight. You're, and it wasn't even necessarily from broken homes, but just the industrial revolution. Right, Guys go right. and work in the factory. So they're gone 12, 16 hours a day. So he's essentially not there. Mom has to raise the kids. And mom thinks like a woman does, as opposed to dad who thinks like a guy. A guy, it's more rules-based, right? Don't get in trouble. Don't do this. Don't do this. Don't do this. As long as you don't do any of those things, you're fine. So the kid has like a, a world that he can like navigate because he knows the rules of it, right? Right. mom's not so much it's more emotional it's more if you're doing something she doesn't like and maybe it's because she had a stressful day or things that are outside of the kids control it's like if you're if you're a bad boy you know blah 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 and then your brain doesn't know the difference between mom just venting and mom going to abandon you, you know go out get some smokes so for you you don't learn the lesson that there's rules outside of you that you can you can use and navigate so what you have to do then is start validating yourself. I need this person to like me because they're my only source of safety and comfort from a limbic perspective. You don't realize you're doing that. And then as you get older, you get to be five years old, six years old, you end up with all female teachers because, you know, all the guy teachers, they thought they were, you know, you guys are the kids. So kick the guys out. and It doesn't pay very well. So now it's all women. And it turns out as a teacher in their authority, they're doing a lot of the same things. You know, the bad students go, the good students stay. And your brain starts to use its frontal lobe and develop a sophisticated system to turn this instinct to be to get validation from girls into like a codified worldview. And then, like you said, some guys go as far as university before they have a single male authority figure. And when I say men are being raised as defective women, like they are being raised as defective women. 
And so when they grow up, they start acting like women. And the problem is that women don't like women by and large. They actually despise a lot of women. That's why it's called frenemies. You ever heard about a girl talking about her friends? It's always her frenemies. <laughs> now, as a guy trying to sleep with them, it's confusing as hell. Your whole worldview is based on a lie. I think Rolo calls it the Disney fantasy. Yeah. But yeah, like to, un to undo a lot of that, it's hard. And the parts where guys get angry over like some extreme hardship is almost required. Because your brain needs that neuroplasticity to, to change how it perceives the world. And that's another evil psych thing. Our brains are extremely lazy. So if what we're using right now allows us to survive, even if we're miserable, your brain's going to lock into that. And it's going to need to have a fight or flight, like survival event to happen in order for it to increase this neuroplasticity and for you to learn some new things. So it's the weirdest thing, but like you kind of have to get screwed over by a girl. Otherwise, you're never going to be red pilled. Oh, I've never man. seen an example where some guy thinks we're going great. And then he's like, you know what? I'm going to learn how to change everything because everything's going great. It doesn't happen. Unless, unless you know somebody, Hawk. No, not really. Well, that's another problem with like the, you know, the whole um, online uh, space, whatever you want to call it, is like uh, nobody got here because things were going great for them. So, of course, there's mm -hmm. going to be angry that's guys. Right. There's going to be autistic guys. There's going to be, you know, everything under the sun. So naturally, it's going to, you know, turn into a storm at some point, you know, just but because of the selection of uh, guys that are, you know, coming here. But but do you, how old do you, you don't mind me asking? Uh, what gener if you don't want to see your age? What generation? I'm 27. Are you right I'm 20. Okay, so you're yeah you're a core millennial like uh, like well me. Yeah. Um and when you were growing up, uh, were you raised by a single mother? Is that what? It no. Was? So no. So um uh, so basically what happened was and <laughs> that to it. To an extent, you don't have got, to answer if you don't want to. Yeah, 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 I'll, 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 I'll be, I'll be like somewhat kind of vague. Um, all right, all right. If, uh, I'll, I'll say more off air, but um, people, people uh, really get tricked about me. I don't know. I have this presence where people are open up around me. I don't know why. It's kind of dangerous. Actually. Well, it, 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 it is know? important. For, it is important for the conversation, but yeah, you know, for yeah. Like, purposes and stuff like that. But like, so uh, long story short, um, uh, uh, when I was in high school. Uh, my parents uh, had a really nasty divorce, and basically it came down to the point where, you know, uh, my mom had an affair with one of my coaches. So, oh my that, god! So, so that oh he's on my. the team, whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know. So, oh my! Oh whoa! So, yeah. So, so that completely, you know, uh, blew up my basically my whole world. And then, you know, th that was complete and utter nonsense, you know, and it threw a monkey wrench and everything. And for the longest time, I was really, really pissed off at uh, my mom. But honestly, like a lot of red pill action material kind of ha helped me to come to terms with the fact basically like, oh, I can kind of forgive her for this because like, oh, you know, th there's a reason why, you know, uh, certain things happen kind of deal. And, you know, but, but that's besides the point. So, so yeah, like, you know, uh, was in high school, was not very successful uh, with chicks, had this monkey wrench thrown into my life. Then I moved uh, completely across the country to go to uh, college and, you know, didn't really get much, uh, you know, experience from my dad on like uh, uh, chicks and stuff like that. And that was basically like when I was like, you know, oh, you gotta be really, really nice. And you gotta, you know, take them, take them out on uh, multiple dates, and then take them to a movie and all this kind of stuff. And meanwhile, as I mentioned before, my roommate was just like screwing chicks left and right. He was a complete <laughs> dick. And it, it, it's hilarious because every single one of my birthdays, he, he he's now done this for over 10 years now. He sent me a video of me yelling at him when he walks in the room. And I was basically telling him he's such an ass and it makes me mad that he's an ass because it works. And he, every oh, single year he sends that video to me and I, 
I laugh every single time at this point because, yeah, I mean, like being an ass works, you know, and uh, that's basically what put me down the uh, journey. Did you, did kids at school find out in high school? Or they didn't find out about. Oh yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah, but oh but, my god! Oh my god! Uh, Whoa! Believe it or not. <laughs> Believe it or not, though, it actually wasn't as bad as it was. And the reason for that, and Ryan actually talks about this in his book uh, about like mess culture. I went to an all guys school. Oh, okay. and it, oh actually, nice. it actually wasn't that bad. Um, I mean, it was like kind of bad, you know, but the, like, it, like for a little bit, but then guys were basically like, oh, this is actually like kind of, we probably shouldn't be doing this. And, um, you know, but, but you know what's funny bad. though? I, I wonder though, if you did go to a tr- like a usual normal high school where like you have this sort of feminine coded, um, apparatus of gossip i wonder if you would have had like oh, a it, would have been, it would have been so much worse I, yeah i i know that for oh my a god is mom sleeping with a coach oh my god like that's <laughs> yeah yeah um yeah well well funny funnily enough um i'm actually really good friends because uh this guy the the coach actually uh slept with two other moms <laughs> so oh my whoa <laughs> Yeah, so we actually <laughs> our three families, and then like the three of us guys. Total milf on there, my god. Yeah. Well, and the other thing was, uh, one of the other three guys, um, uh, his dad like founded a company. He was a multi multi millionaire, had a massive ass house and stuff like that. So like, if they were gonna pick on me, then they'd have to pick on the guy who's really, yeah. really rich. And, yeah. And you know, yeah. that that wasn't gonna work. So we oh, kind of like bonded yeah. over that, you know. So it kind of saved me a little bit. Wow, but, that's 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 the plot line of a lot of uh, pornos too, as well. The coach oh, and the mom. <laughs> Um, Dude, there's a whole group of those those types of chads. They're everywhere. But that's the problem is like, uh, they actually talked about this. Do you guys remember RSD Owen? I think it was Owen. He just called, used to call himself Tyler Durden back in the mystery days. He had a post called oh, Secret Society. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I remember uh, him. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That, honestly, it's this kind of stuff that it, guys just aren't exposed to because there's no male influence. Like the guy who knows how to get women in that. And that's how we used to learn it. Dad used to slay. Like my dad was literally a pickup. He used to wear like white leisure suits had the corvette in, in like the 70s so like that's his thing but there was always some exposure to that but you guys just aren't exposed to it anymore and so we don't even know luckily you know in all guys school that's great but for most guys it's just not going to be the case and so i hate to say it but it's not even like something to be proud of that we're in this red pill space telling guys how to do this we're technically like the last line of defense before they rent a van, you know, and go for a, a drive. Van life. <laughs> Some like Minasan joke yeah. for you guys there. Look them up. <laughs> yeah, move to Vancouver Island in the van life, you know? Yeah. Um, no, like, but- that's how desperate it is. You have to run your mouth on the internet now to reach kids. It's weird. I know, man. It's, it's you know, it's as much as I don't like him, as much as he, well, he blocks everybody, but you know, like Paul Scholas, he said this once. He said, I think he deleted the tweet though. He said that, you know, for women, to, women have to take their clothes off to get money on the Internet. Men have to profoundly change people's worldviews with words to get money on the Internet. So it's like, but uh, but Red Hawk, I'm fascinated how the red pill actually saved you from incelish resentment and hatred of your own mother. Because there's some kind of like weird uh, Oedipalization going on there. But yet you're saying that this knowledge actually delivered. So contrary to, to Lindsay West. And Jezebel, the, this kind of knowledge saved you from a life of misery and women hatred, in, in other words. I mean, I could be wrong. You could, well. Yeah, I mean, it definitely helped uh, uh, to an extent. I mean, like, you know, it's just one of the things that, like, uh, when you get to a certain point, you know, you pretty much get past the anger phase of being angry at women and then basically just taking responsibility for essentially, like, if something's going wrong in your relationship, it's your fault. You know, essentially, like, and not necessarily to the extent like that gets rid of agency for all women, but essentially, like, the chick is never going to be held to account for anything. 
Right, you know, the, right. There's always going to be like uh, systems of support for her. So uh, for lack of a better word, it's going to be your fault. Now, you know, it, that actually put it in perspective for me, but thinking back on things is like, oh, you know, like, okay. I mean, I don't want to like bat out my dad because like, you know, he and I are still good, you know, pretty tight and stuff like that. But like, you know, there's definitely things that could have been done to prevent this situation yeah. from happening. It's not like it just, you know, randomly came out of the blue kind of deal. You know, so it definitely put things in a little bit more perspective for me. Yeah, and like you you two were both saying, I think like even fathers, I mean, not to bash, um, like a lot of- They did of, their best. They did their best. And I think like a lot of them, they, they weren't aware of um, the sort of the way the world has changed and uh, they haven't, you know, giving your son's advice on women is kind of like always inherently tricky um, because I, like, I feel like a lot, like, I mean, a lot of boomer fathers in particular, I feel like they just- went through the motions with their relationships and their marriages. And it's really, um, well, they were the first yeah. generation that, that, that had this problem where like, yeah. there was no yeah. guys around them to help. And that's kind of the problem then, because when they run into trouble, like I remember this from my stepdad, very specifically, he eventually got a divorce. Like my mom eventually divorced him, her second divorce. And when he was at his lowest was when she kind of pounced. But the problem is, since he didn't know how to deal with it or process it, the only thing he had is, like, his instincts. And the guy's instinct, when you're being aggrieved, is to get angry. Right. And that's the problem, is that when guys need our help the most, it's when we tend to act our least attractive. And then it makes you into the villain. You know, oh, helpless woman, she's horrible, and he's the horrible abuser. And Yeah. But then if you don't know any better, it's kind of like just setting you up for failure. So, it's again, it's when I say, like, they did their best, they had no idea either. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. now granted they know how to get back on their feet because they still had you know the silent or greatest generation showing them how to act like a man like he managed to get himself another wife 30 years younger than him he has a new family now good for him but yeah they couldn't raise us it's three generations it's my it's my big thing is like feminism and feminist had three generations to say now that we're in charge we're going to raise men to be better and they failed dismally yeah, and it's at the point yeah. we just yeah we all just sat around and like all right we'll do it ourselves then because somebody has to it's not even about whose fault it is i never liked assigning blame and fault because that's like a no offense it's like how children do it i'd say mm -hmm. well whose responsibility is it for you to fix yourself it's yours you wipe your ass every day why don't you treat that guy like he deserves a little respect you know yeah yeah and i think like i th like there was a time in the 2010s when um the culture war discourse was really getting cooked up after you know um the ground zero of the internet gamer game. And, uh, gamer game. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Is that I, like part of the Lauren Southern group of people yes, that all yes. got manifestoed? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Like I couldn't be bothered to watch that, you know, three hours. I, I watched it because I'm reading an article that. on it. And, uh, but no, but it seems like the anti feminist thought, like that's when the MRAs were really heating up. Uh, Paul Elam was getting profiled in like the New York Times. And it's like, yeah. But a lot of that, I think. Like I, this is a, sort of the purpose of why I want to do this stream too, and I also have a hypothetical, that's a bit <laughs> self-serving actually for you both. But uh, like it seems that when it comes to the discourse, like we all sort of know, like nowadays that stuff is so passe. We know about feminism, we know it's like we know, right? But mm -hmm. I wonder though, as as angry as we got, as we all watched those videos on YouTube, and we you know we all remember the happenings. I wonder though if we're mature enough in this sort of like the world that we're living in now in the 2020s and all the stuff that's happening. What do you two both make of that particular type of discourse and how things have changed in terms of like, like what is the place of nothing's man? changed, man? Yeah, okay, it's yeah, a maybe tribe, nothing's, it's changed. A nothing's changed. It's yeah. Andy Worski and JF Garpy yelling at Brittany Venti and Roosh V. 
It's just blood sport. <laughs> yeah. And I, I didn't watch the Lauren Southern thing too, but you watched it. So let me guess. Everybody in there was a raging narcissist, just wanted to party and do drugs and wanted fame and money, but had no responsibility and then yes. lost everything to their own stupid decisions. Was that about the gist of it? Yeah, yeah. And and oh, oh yeah. and she was a helpful. Oh, and it was not her victim. fault. She just happened to be there this whole time for all of it. Oh my god, yeah. yes. Yes. <laughs> do you know why what I haven't it watched it, but I know that? Because that's exactly what happens every time. That happened with uh, Red Pilled Black, the Candace Owens. That's happened oh, with yeah. the Cassie. Like, oh, this man. stuff is just a cycle. We didn't because, learn. We haven't learned a damn thing. Because we, ex and this is the, maybe I'm giving my article away. It's because we exist, as we say in wrestling, it's an outlaw mud show. It's against the, it's it's yes. against the tact. So we don't have the institutions to filter us into proper behavior. So what happens? Yeah. The circle of tyrants, the circle of grifters. Um, the one thing though I would say is that I was absolutely shocked is she did have a positive state take on uh, Stefan Molyneux when they were doing the Australia tour. Uh, because really? I thought, yeah, I couldn't believe it. Yeah, yeah. But everyone else, like, okay, here's the thing. She's right about the people she talked about, you know, Milo and, and to an extent, uh, Tommy Robinson and all that. But I mean, it, it is kind of like sussy baka that like, you just happen to be screwed over by every single person you interact with. Yeah. Who's the common equation? I, I listen, listen, I know that- Either she's gullible or she, was, or she wasn't smart enough to see it. And she, well, <laughs> she's the mafia one that turned on all the other mafia people. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, she, yeah, she's Sammy the Bull. Yeah, yeah. or John Allwire. <laughs> so yeah, there you go. Um, but no, but it, it seems like when it comes to that type of stuff, like that content is passe. And nowadays, I think that as much as things are the same, I think they have like my thesis. And I don't know if you guys agree is that we went through the sort of hippie movement of Gamergate and then 2016, and we were really excited about it. We really wanted to own the libs, you know, epic compilation, anti-feminist, whatever. But now it seems that the focus changing from that to a more sophisticated grift, grift with like the masculinity stuff, it seems that we're aware of the problem of, okay, yes, it's not just about the critique of something wrong, but it's what are you going to do about it when we have, especially a society, I mean, don't get me Hawk, wrong. You got to take this, man. I'm going to have nothing good to yeah, say no, about don't, any of that. Don't get, no, I, but I want to get your, because this is good content, but it seems that like there is a bunch of broken women. There is the femme cell. There is the neglected women, but yet there is a whole heap of broken men that we always seem to come back to as a major civilizational problem. And the response isn't to just be bitter at our enemies, but rather to replace it with something in the way of a quote unquote masculinity uh, awakening whatever but the problem is that the people doing it is kind of like i don't know <laughs> like we we could name names obviously but it seems that it, it it's in a way it's a more insidious form of grifting which i kind of find and, yeah and, and my live stream covered that as well if you remember red hawk but you right know. right yeah it's it's interesting because i guess it kind of depends on what space you're in and maybe it's just like my my own biases here but like i guess it's like almost completely acknowledged at this point and like more like dissident right circles that yeah. there is a severe problem with um you know society as a whole with the relationships between men and women um you know with feminism with all this kind of stuff it's just it's literally accepted at this point you know something something's wrong something needs to change and then you get you know a, a myriad of different people who are having different suggestions i mean like you know there's you know uh bath people you know revolutionary incel army you know there's you know oh god it, oh yeah, man. yeah yeah you know there's um you know uh, uh 
you know, just uh, clear them out people. There's, you know, the, as we mentioned, the Catholic integralist kind of people, save the West kind of people, you know? So I think it's not quite like it was like back in the day where people were like arguing over the point, like if something is wrong or not, I think we're past that point yeah. that, yeah, absolutely. It's accepted that there are problems here. And I think now the fight is uh, basically like, oh, well, what side is going to you know, win out about this? How do we address this? Yes. And, uh, and of course, there's the debate between the religious trads and the BAP people who are like um, among your like both of you are more of the opinion that sexuality is reality, that, you know, there is a way to uh, there's just a natural way that men and women interact and that. I guess that's probably what BAP is saying, that these like weirdo, like religious trads are sort of like doing a LARP. Yeah, 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 and in the in themselves, I think not to bash them too hard, but in themselves, there's sort of like a weirdo, like unresolved sexuality going on there, perhaps, when it comes to oh. like expressing yourself with like not just the religious aspect, but sort they're of, like, delusional. They, it's yeah, dude. Yeah. You remember when kids they were like these oh, narcissist okay. kids are going to be raised? They were taught something. And not even well. They're almost like wearing Norman Rockwell as a skin suit, you know? Like a cigarette ad <laughs> from the 60s. Yeah. Or like that uh, Mad Max movie where the kids have the thing, the postcard from Florida. And they think this is what life used to be. But they aren't seeing that. They're seeing an aspirational advertisement they're going from it. So yeah, they're ridiculous. So, uh, oh, was I going with this one? Oh, but yeah, the yeah, bat, your first but the bat, point. Bat people. Yeah, yeah but go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. Is, what do we do about this? Let these people burn. Do you think for one second... The, all the gobbledygook names and niche groups you mentioned are anywhere but online. They're not at the office. Mm. They're not at the bar. They're not when you're walking around and hitting on girls at Starbucks. They're not in your friend circles. These are people that are terminally online. They're not having sex, and they're bored, and they're angry. And what do they do? They fight with the other bored and angry and sexless people. You know, the, <laughs> the spinsters who can't get a new husband. And they're sitting here. Remember what I told you before? Guys having no sex want to have the conversation about sex, that's what's happening. And none of them want to change that, because if they did, they would stop looking at stuff that makes them angry. And I hate how I'm the guy who's had so much negative press about Jordan Peterson on many fundamental things. Mm -hmm. but why am I the guy here, or like, you know, us, the guys here saying, clean your room, deal with your own thing. Yeah. Ignore all of this. The the Wignats and the Tradcons and the, what are they all, the BAP guys? Yeah, Vitalists, They're all just, yeah. They're all just making up some narcissistic fantasy, some worldview. Like, yeah, this is the identity. I'm the Christian conservative. I'm the, uh, the return to monkey. And then they just sit here and they sit here and they demand that you, like, appease their new their new fantasy. They want narcissistic fuel. And if you don't give narcissistic fuel, you get narcissistic rage. That's why there's all these public shaming and doxing campaigns, because you got these men raised as defective women. So what do they do? Character attacks feminine tool who to thunk because you're not buying into their narrative and they're not going to be happy until all of them return to monkey or all of them go back to, to you know 1960s norman rockwell cigarette ad jesus <laughs> they're just and the fem cells like dude of all, i get it girls have this need to like me too but like they looked at incels going oh we got to get in on that like come on dude uh well and i get it <laughs> but here's the here's and here's the biggest part of it not just to, not just to make fun of them which i absolutely will because i think they need that shame shaming works none of these people will affect you in any way they're completely ineffective they're they're eunuchs 
and they don't want to be different because if they did, they would try to be different. They would go to a gym. Instead, they'll argue with you for 10 days, whether or better yet, they'll read 18 articles about what's the best way to go to the gym, build the best program, and then not go that day anyway. They would, and then they make fun of you. We're like, do you even lift, bro? It's always like a meme. With like, yeah, dial, just think, yeah. do you lift? If you can't be bothered to drag your fat, lazy butt to the gym three days a week, then I can't trust you with taking anything else I give you. Seriously. It's like literally the only thing we have that can be an entrance exam. It's the only thing that everybody can agree on is fundamentally good. It's good for your health. It's good for your aesthetics. It's good to get your hormones in check. It's sometimes good just because you need a place that you can go to be selfish and only look after your own interests because you're so validation seeking as a nitwit. You're afraid to leave your wife alone for any amount of time. So going to the gym can help for that too. So when I see all these guys and they want it, they they love bringing people into this argument. That's how the incels kind of invaded and ruined the red pill. And so mm. everybody's ruining everything. And I'm just like, I got no patience for it. And it's like, <laughs> don't you want to reach these men? It's like, no, I don't. Because they're going to come in here and they're going to ruin it for everybody. You got to have some amount of gatekeeping. Keep the trash out of your space. And this is why a lot of the groups hate each other. I refuse yeah. to LARP. I don't know if you follow me much, but I refuse to LARP. I, I could tell you I'm champion this and the great at this and alpha that but i don't care it's not about me i'm the only guy on the internet who's like this isn't about me <laughs> no but it, it is interesting i think like the the group dynamics of uh like the like a lot of these different disparate entities that are warring with each other on the internet um it's quite yeah. interesting how it's in in one ways i think that the discourse has become a bit more dynamic or rather the issues have changed but you're right it is like largely the same like internet oh. blood sports crap it's oh, yeah, oh actually there. whisper one of the great one of the red pill founder guys they actually had a great thing on this the uh, the post postmodern debate or debate is dead yeah and i think this is what you were hinting at this is what i wanted to say on the first point yeah so originally it used to be like you would think of a debate as a classical debate there's a point you argue your point he argues his point the audience decides which one he was more persuasive then we hit to like like that postmodern debate where your guy argues the point, the girl argues the character. It turns out there's like a, a fundamental difference between what we would consider red pill and blue pill on a philosophical level. Mm -hmm. Guys, the red pill is the idea of there's an objective truth, uh, a subjective morality, and then the point of a conversation between people is to come closer to a truth that we can, something we can use. So the character of the person is off limits because it's irrelevant. Where the blue pill side, which is arguably the feminine side, tends to think of a subjective truth, you know, my truth. It's just a codified set of somebody's personal experiences. And then a a objective morality. So there's one scale and either you're the top of it or you're not. Like, you know, abject morality, abject horrible. And then the whole purpose of an argument is to decide who is the authority in any conversation so they can establish the moral high ground. So right. their character attacks is absolutely the way it is. Now, that's the problem is that character attacks versus information, character attacks usually win. So guys, we're losing this. Now we're at post-modern post, -modern, post, -post debate where the debate doesn't even matter. It's like you said, it's blood sport. Whoever has the biggest audience already won the debate. Whoever was more persuasive. So by the time you're there talking, it's just entertainment. It's Yeah, the spectacle has driven the debate more yeah. than the actual content. Red and circuses. Yeah, but but that but that's a point that you bring up that uh, so if you could explain a bit more cuz I mm. I don't see that there is like um like what you were saying like an actual thought to explaining like what the blue pill is cuz usually what people mean by the blue pill they mean like it's just anything what not normies right. mean, right? But but yeah. you're saying that the blue pill is rather 
knowledge that is given to you by an apparatus or a system that is taken well for it's granted. more like a texas sharpshooter thing okay, you just take yeah. like for red pill anything that involves like rule zero that's my podcast name it's a specific thing it's actually like the zeroth rule in the red pill is that you have to be there for male sexual strategy mm-hmm. or positive male identity that's it so that's the rule zero and so everything red pill fits within that paradigm it's about being attractive it's about not being unattractive it's about getting laid it's about starting a family all of that stuff is red pill you know swapping notes amoral anything outside of that is just considered blue pill so it's just a catch-all term for everything that we have as part of the praxis and then everything that's not part of the praxis yeah 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 but but that's what i mean like what's interesting is that there is guys that are in the scene that are married that do have like long like you um uh, Roll is Roll Roll is married, right? Yeah, Roll. Oh, yeah, twenty five years, I think. Yeah, but what's interesting though, because like the usual accusation from the mainstream is that, oh, you must hate women if you imbibe in this sort of knowledge. But like, wh- what does it mean to be like like quote like I know it's even that becomes a stupid brand like red pill <laughs> yeah, yeah. marriage. Like, wh- what is the di- like? There is obviously qualitative differences between when you're younger and you're in dating life or even if you're older and you're dating and you are married and marriage life how does like yeah. the sort of knowledge of for lack of a better term female nature how does that influence your marriage how does it strengthen it or even i would say do you like look over the veil of femininity a bit too much and that's yeah. sort of like don't expect things from her that she can't provide like when i said mm-hmm. you can't she can't be your best friend she can't be your mom nor does she want to nor will it work out for you in the end little things like that yeah act like a man in a relationship uh another good one uh tasks in the house like chores women tend to perceive something based on its importance guys pretend to perceive it based on its like its work involved that's why guys we hate doing laundry we hate doing that but for girls she'll hate paying the bills because yeah it's drudgery everybody hates doing dishes and bills are easy but if you don't pay a bill the power goes off and they repossess your car so there's like an importance to it there's a chance that you could fail and be shamed for it Right, right. And so you can take like little things like this. So when you're, you know, keeping a house going together, because it is an economic unit, well, you know, I'll handle this and I'll handle that. That's why guys work on the yard and girls do the dishes and whatever. You can, you don't have to do any of it. You can choose not to. Like I cook. I love cooking. My girl likes cooking too, but I'm not going to give you some speech like Tate with his <laughs> cooking's the lowest ROI activity. You can't take an onion and lettuce and this is ridiculous. And I was just like, Jesus Christ. Reading books are low ROI too, Ryan. Come on. Oh yeah. 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 Reading books. Being any sort of, yeah. Any sort of like anything that he hasn't specifically yeah. done in his life with excellence is beta. That's all you need to know. Be like me at work for me. Oh my God. Oh my God. But it, it, it yeah, it does. It does seem like, I mean, there is like the caricature of it like you know andrew it's all kayfabe it's all it's pro wrestling you know you know this exactly no it's pro wrestling those are promos like i mean he's sitting there talking he goes to his house do you think he doesn't he do half the stuff he rambles about no (laughs) do you think making money is going to keep your girl from spending it all no even like the (laughs) even the fighting accomplishments it's kind of like you know well how did you win the uh, nwa uh the the world heavyweight championship oh there was a secret tournament in brazil that i won yeah. from. so it's like the secret oh, yeah it's like the secret tournament in brazil <laughs> yeah you know like. 
What about like the funnel purposes? Like, let's say like, you know, that, that actually oh, funnel's is like, funnel okay, to, fair on that like, like funnel to people like you or people like, you know, uh, Rolo or wh whoever else. We the gateway that, you know, to, to more esoteria. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, I mean, people rag on like that, um, uh, that, uh, left wing article that like pointed out like, uh, the, the you know, radicalization like that is true. It is true to, to an extent. Yeah. You know? You're right there. Yeah. All right. I tell you what, it's like, a a dad beats his kids. And then the kids grow up and like, I am never going to beat my kids. The dad did teach them that lesson, but I don't think he gets credit for it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't want to give that true. to him. I guess as close as I, but uh, yeah, you're right. Yeah. Maybe but I have I to make it sound adversarial or I'm not doing my job. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> my first red pill was reading uh, Mark Stein when I was like 13 years old. Then that it's like to get from Mark Stein to Julius Evola is sort of like, you know, Oh jeez! <laughs> don't even get me started with that goofball. Oh man! What Mark hey, that Stein guy that Julius made the thing in the '40s that lost horribly. <laughs> let's let's learn that. That's got to be a better way of doing things. Oh no! Oh no! Oh, the I want to paint like Getting the Austrians. Hard. Well, <laughs> the Austrian painter. Yeah, yeah um, and then you get into like uh, Otto Weidegger, like. Uh, oh yeah, Otto Weidegger. Uh, that's like yeah. the big. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, really, it's true that the only red pill literature you really need is uh, the Schopenhauer essay on women. That's pretty oh, much. Oh yeah. Like the only yeah, one you need. Um, yeah, that's what Bap talks about all the time. Too. Yeah, and yeah. and Otto, but Otto Weiniger has like some real like he had like in the in the in the 30s I believe had like really out there like stuff and it comes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Skeptical Waves has the whole audiobook yeah. on yeah. his sex yeah. book on his uh, channel that people can go and listen to. Oh my god, my Logitech is apparently. Mark Twain even has some like manosphere writing. Really? Yeah, what is man? True. A collection of essays. He did like a Socratic method, like a dialogue or a Socratic dialogue. Uh, yeah. Talking about how a lot of things and he used like the reference to men are like trains, like a train doesn't build itself. It comes from external sources, which yeah. kind of makes sense because as guys, you're kind of you're grown by your, your you know, influence. But that's, and but that's another... psychologically, they actually found out that's true mm -hmm. uh, for psychological disorders. They took a baseline standard for a lot of things like narcissistic personality, all that stuff. And then they had a bunch of red flagged parenting behaviors. And for people that had six or more of the negative parenting behaviors, some of the cases like borderline narcissism and antisocial, like triple in prevalence. So like nurture actually beats nature when it comes to a lot of psychological problems, which is kind of mm. crazy to think about. Yeah, that's another yeah, question. We're screwed. Yeah. Oh, totally. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, but that's another question I wanted to ask you too. Is that um, when it comes to this question of nurture? I mean, it seems that a lot of presuppositions of whether you're in the political right or you're in the sort of like red pill spheres or pickup artistry, it seems the preposition that a lot of like mainstream people have a, a, as a problem is sort of like can be summed up. Well, like you were saying with the Mark Twain quote, but also I remember. Camille Paglia got in huge trouble for this, but the quote I think mm. summarizes the the lesson, right? Like the the main like Archimedean point, which is she said, um, I believe it was, men have to become women are in terms of their essence, and I wonder if a lot of like predicating our, this knowledge base that we're all acquainted with, if there is mm -hmm. an inherent problem by saying that you know women are this enigmatic natural force that is and men have to cope with that by becoming that gets oh turn them into the women of Wollendorf huh yeah Make the women of Wollendorf exa yeah exactly mm. like the yeah. because 
because a lot of people get pissed off at that because it presupposes that women cannot grow or change or have a sort of developmental character that only Wait, men. That's have. their problem with it. No, yeah. Well, that, that, that is not good enough. Yeah. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. No, but go. What are your thoughts on that one? I don't know if you guys are good for time, but uh, yeah, yeah. So. No, yeah. we can get going. I'm good. All right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Go for it. I got a bit. So yeah, maybe Red Hawk first, and then Ryan. Like, what do you think of that sort of uh, analysis? So, yeah. oh. <laughs> I mean, again, again, like, kind of goes back to like what we were saying earlier about like um uh, more like uh, black people uh people on the side of things, and also what we were talking about about like uh Disney fantasy kind of stuff as well. Oh, Doc joins the chat. Yeah, dude. Let's, let's make women into a fertility goddess. Well, that's not good enough because then she can't be any better. It's like. <laughs> Women are horrible creatures because they're human beings. And this is the most misogynist thing that the red pill has ever said is that women are people. Whoa. And that really is what pisses them off. Cause like (laughs) everything is there to fluff women. Go boss queen. You got this advertising. We want your money and we're going to tell you what you want to hear to get it. Single moms are great. You know, spinsters are great. Career women are great. Mothers are great. Everybody's wonderful and you can do no wrong and everything. You can sleep with you know, your students and that's not as bad as when a man, did, like all that stuff. Yeah. And they're still not happy. They're just failed. They're just like us, flawed meat pegs man. running off of emotion. This is much different. It's like, than... eh, can't be bothered. Man. I can't vilify them for it, but I can't venerate them either. I think that's the issue. It's not even, it's not even that men simp for women. It's that men make their entire focus the feminine either pro or against but either way you're still in the same overton window what's that horseshoe theory crap yeah Yeah. the guy ranting about women all day is the same guy that like pat stedman where i got that video ad where he's like i love women because they shower every day and it's like all this lame stuff and i'm just like jesus christ (laughs) no but it's like second greatest ad next to the one where tate was yelling at me (laughs) (laughs) but it's not even like the an artistic like muse way like you're contemplating on the divinity of the feminine it's more of like I, well, I guess inevitably we have to address the synth question. But before we get onto that, because it's interrelated, like, yeah, Red Hawk, you were going to say about the thesis. So, like, in, in some ways to say that women, I think that's why mid the, the mid-discourse gets them, like, really riled up. Because to say that they're yeah. normal and flawed and they're just people is, like, that's the a, ultimate punishment. It's just another way of saying touch grass, but, you know, it cuts to the core a lot more to uh, uh, chicks, as it were. You know, like, yeah, the mid thing, it really there, gets yeah. them... Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, no, for sure, for sure. But like, you know, on the point of it, it's, it, you know, a lot of people just take like these uh, truths of like what women actually are. And like, we were talking more about like the black pill people and like, oh, like everything's doomed. It's like, no, it's it's freeing. It's like, no, they just are. And like, you can choose to complain and moan about that, or you can just accept it for uh, what it is, you know? And uh, yeah. like we were talking about like the Disney fairy tale stuff and about like uh, young guys, you know, just wanting like more validation and stuff. It's like, no, dude, it's like it's not how it works, man. Like you were you you were fed this false set of programming, and you can you know choose to complain and say, oh, I was lied to, or you can actually just accept it for what it is and just move on and not take things so seriously. You know, it's just like oh, yeah. okay, you know this this is the way things are, and this is the way I have to act in the world as it is, and you know I'm only one singular guy, and I can't like change the entire planet around me. You know, it's absolutely ridiculous. So yeah, this is what yeah. it is. What are you gonna do about it? But that but that that leads me to another question. Before we get to the simping, uh, like Ryan, you are a, a bit older than us. You've been around for a bit longer. Uh, the I'm typical, uh, the 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 prime the millennial, but just like barely. Yeah, like you're all like the cusp of Gen X. First year millennial. <laughs> First year millennial. Yeah. 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 But you would know that the millennial, like the younger millennial dating strategy, 
that we were taught and as you know from early age was that like you know and, and certainly I will admit this this has been my failing as well is that uh you have to like become friends first and then mm-hmm. you date and like it turns into something that's complete bullshit right like that's oh yeah oh jeez yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely, absolutely, what I, what I was fed as well, and it was failed yeah. miserably but, every but, single step of the way. But why is that so flawed? Because you're not making your intentions clear, or is it that they don't respond to that, or that well, you feel an emotional yeah. need? Yeah, and it's ahead. not like saying I like you and I want to sleep with you. That's overt. Girls are covert the way they communicate. So, but right, like right. everything about your body language when you want a girl just for her body, and then right. maybe she's got a personality in that ever. But until you've slept with her, that's not important to you, and it's honest in a way. Most mm-hmm. guys, they hide that. They hide their sexuality. They think, yeah. I don't want you to think I'm sexual and hopefully you'll reward me by like, oh, since you don't like sex, here's some sex. <laughs> like, you see how silly it sounds when you frame it that way? Right. Yeah. I'm, right. I'm not like one of those uh, bad guys that you always complain about that I hear you complaining about. So therefore, maybe you'll give yeah. me the reward. And, and they're not complaining because they hate it. They're complaining because they're women. <laughs> That's what they do. Go on oh to TikTok God. if you don't believe me. I've made an entire series called TikTok. Just because women complain, yeah, those enough, are like, great. I love those ones, man. That's great content. <laughs> like, I, I gotta, yeah. I gotta say, that's the bit of your content I do not watch, like at all. Like, I'll watch like the best watchers and stuff like it. that. I skip them. I skip them. Like, all right. I, 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 I told people here. flat out, I hate the TikToks. I just know they bring in views. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I love your, I love your Midswatch stuff. Your Midswatch stuff is some of the best. Oh, the Midwatch, like, yeah. <laughs> very yeah. good. It's very, very good. Thank you very much. Oh. Yeah. Oh, and then, and back onto this thing, then. Yeah, with. Women may not be as smart as men. Everybody likes to say that. 10% smaller brains. But they have experience, man. Yeah. Ever since they were 13, every guy that's wanted them to sleep with them has tried pulling every trick in the book. So they've seen it all. And so when you think you're acting nice and hiding your sexuality, they remember the five times in the past some guy got real creepy with them real fast. And mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just walking up and unapologetically going, I probably... like with the way you act and your demeanor like i'm just gonna sleep with you i don't really care if you're pleasant if you are that's great and we'll talk about that after during pillow talk it's honest it's refreshing it doesn't tick any of the creeper boxes that she's used to have her whole life Whoa. yeah but, it, but it's also Man. but it's also calibrated like it's not like the weird like uh are you guys familiar with that uh incel pickup lines uh account oh yeah oh yeah yeah oh yeah i got a chuckle out of that oh yeah, yeah you're oh, right yeah. hilarious you know like so those is it's uncalibrated and this is why like so many of the new guys like they think like oh if i say like this special phrase and the special word um because this guy says this thing then that will get me to the uh spot as quickly as possible that will that unlock harry potter, harry yeah. potter bull- yeah, yeah no and that's and that's not how it works it has to be calibrated you know like you, you just sending like a random like instagram dm you know even though you say the same thing that you know like um chad thundercock would say like in her presence it's not going to get you the same results because it's not calibrated Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's so direction and, and sort of the sort of forthright confidence of being honest with yourself. Well, I mean, yeah. a perfect plain example here. Uh, I was showing guys like an approach room in Florida again during that same time when I was talking with Jack Donovan and there was an Australian girl there and all these guys were talking and they were sitting there nursing their beers, not talking I'm like just go up and talk to a girl. It's like, look, you can say almost anything. And so if you know Australians, they throw the word out like it's hello. Oh, so I just walk and But Americans, it's like, why would you say that? So I just walked out in front of everybody and called her a c- in front of everybody. And they're like, what? And then she starts laughing. And we hug and it's great. And they're like, and I'm like, that's calibration. Like to, to read the room, to understand the person, know what yeah. things you can say and get away with, know what you can't say it with confidence, have a subtext to it. Cause she knew I was doing that to piss off the Americans and she knew it's like, cool, whatever. 
but yeah, yeah. Well, well that's such it's a problem with, that's such a problem with like the pickup accounts on uh, twitter because guys get so hung up like on the actual approach and the approach honestly is like the easiest part because you could literally yeah. say anything you could like talk to her about her fucking shoes you know it, it doesn't even <laughs> matter you know, yeah. you know like they just yeah. like guys just think like um the guys that are successful with um women and and they don't have experience themselves they just think like if you say the words, it just magically opens up. Like I'm just yeah. I'm just like one small little thing off as to why I'm not working, you know, this right. way. And that's not what it is. Like imagine like you just take like uh, a line from a uh, uh, Twitter or a message board and just say it to a chick, and then the chick goes off script, and now you're like a deer in the headlights. You're like, okay, now what am I gonna do? You know, th this she is goes another off reason. script. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. The only you thing know, you know how to do is just okay. Don't lean in. Look like Jason Statham. Go. Yeah. <laughs> Just I'm just imagining green lines as I'm walking like in the grocery store. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Thank you everyone for listening to the Content Minded Podcast. If you wish to support me and to unlock every full and uncensored version of each week's podcast, please go to patreon.com slash Productions. You will not only get every full and uncensored version of Content Minded, but you will also get exclusive content such as my Giant Reviews series, where I analyze and pick apart various interesting and insightful books or essays. Every episode will be uploaded to Anchor, which will upload them to Spotify, as well as my backup channel on Odyssey. Please look out for new content every single week, and please look out for The Digital Archipelago with me and The Prudentialist. Thank you once again to all of my beautiful patrons. Thank you all for keeping the content renaissance alive. As I always say, God bless and goodbye.